Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We're coming toward the end of an inspired letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to Christians in Ephesus. Our series entitled Exploring Ephesians. Today, a call to stand, not just to stand, but to stand firm in the Lord. It's a vital topic. We're glad you joined us. Welcome to the team. Good to be together again. We've learned so much from this series. You probably read this letter before, but there's so much here that will be a blessing to our global Hope Sabbath School family. So welcome to you. We've got some team members joining us today remotely. Travis, good to see you. We're always happy to have you on the team. Leah, good to see you again. Glad you're here. And Haiti, always good to see you. It's great to have our remote team members with us. And we're also happy to have you with us, our Hope Sabbath School family. 200 countries around the world. I don't know where your home is, but we're glad you're joining us today for Hope Sabbath School. Gabrielle writes to us from Australia. Thanks for writing. She says, our pastor is in charge of two small churches, and he gave us your website in the, in the newsletter. <laughs> what I like about your website, well, no, what I like about you is that you don't have an American accent. <laughs> well, we have lots of accents, Gabrielle, as you know. Take a look at our group today. We don't all look the same. We come from every nation. Let's give Gabrielle a wave, shall we, over there in Australia. She said the team who are part of the study, are they all from a Bible college or all theology students? And the answer is no. They're from every walk of life. The one thing they have in common is a commitment to Jesus, a love for his word and a commitment to share that word with others. So she continues and says, thank you for your steady approach to the study of the Bible. Amen? Amen. Gabrielle, thanks for writing to us from Australia. Elijah writes from Kenya and says, Hallelujah! That's my favorite <laughs> Hebrew word, you know. Yes. I just love the kind of Bible teaching you present on Hope Sabbath School in a whole simplicity. Mm-hmm. Normally, I invite my workmates every day to join this wonderful study of salvation and we get real blessings. Amen. I'm Elijah from Kenya. Elijah, I just want to affirm you for inviting your friends at work to join with you in a study of the Word of God. That's really encouraging to us. Here's a little handwritten note from a donor in Georgia. And the donor says, I like to send donations to religious programs that are helping me with my walk and learning the teachings of God. This isn't my first donation to Hope Channel, and it won't be my last. Hope Sabbath School is my favorite program, period. (laughs) The program is helping me understand the Bible better. I've read the Bible through six times, and I'm reading it through again. And finally, I'm starting to understand some of the teachings. I guess it was just time. Mm -hmm. Hope Sabbath School team, you are awesome. Thank you. Until next time. And a donation of $100 to bless the ministry of Hope Sabbath School. Thank you, donor from Georgia. You know who you are. Thanks for being part of the miracle. And I understand that you like to support various 
ministries that are making a difference for God. Thank you for remembering Hope Sabbath School. And thanks to each one of you. You can go to our website. You say, Derek, I'd like to help too. Just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the donate button. There's also an address if you'd like to send something to us. One last note from Myanda in Zambia. Myanda writes and says, Thank you for your continued help in studying the Word of God. May God continue to bless you. Well, Myanda, we know we have many Hope Sabbath School members in your beautiful country of Zambia, and we're glad you're one of them and that you're gaining some understanding of the Word of God. Hopefully, the most important thing, a stronger connection with Jesus, who's the very center of the Word. Well, before we sing our theme song for this quarter, which is a scripture song, words written by the Apostle Paul, put to music by my wife, and actually one of our lead, uh, one of our team members does the lead vocals for this song. I therefore beseech you to walk worthy of the calling. But before we sing that, we've just got a last reminder about the special gift we have for you during this series. Many of you have gone to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift tab in the middle of the screen because you say, I want to get that valuable resource, digital copy of the book, Acts of the Apostles. More than 40 chapters in that book deal with the ministry of the Apostle Paul. We're studying about Paul, his ministry in Ephesus, and his letter that he wrote to them. You can get that copy in more than 20 languages. Choose the language that's best for you, a language maybe to share with a friend, and you can get a copy, a digital copy, absolutely free. Just go to our website, and it's there for you. If you haven't downloaded our theme song yet, or the sheet music for the song, you can also do that at our website. Right now, we need your help. Let's sing it together. Spirit in the bond. 
to walk Worthy of the calling I therefore beseech you to walk Worthy of the calling With which you were called You know, I was thinking while we were singing that someday the Apostle Paul may hear us singing that and think, I think I wrote those words. <laughs> and of course, he didn't write them in English, but the message there to walk worthy of the calling. Today, in our study, we're going to look at a call to stand, actually to stand firm in the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's an important topic. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we're so thankful for this inspired letter written by the Apostle Paul, not only to Christians in Ephesus, but to each one of us. And today, as we study about the call to stand firm in the Lord, I pray that a word of courage, a word of hope would come to every Hope Sabbath School member. And yes, a word that we can share with others who are feeling under attack mm. from the enemy. So may the Holy Spirit guide us in our study today. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 We're in Ephesians chapter 6 now, and Stephanie, if you'd start our study in verse 10 with an appeal from the Apostle Paul. He's coming to the end of his letter. You know, there are no chapters in the letter, right? No chapters, no verses. But we divided it up into chapters to help us find verse 10 of chapter 6. And what's the appeal, Stephanie? And the New King James Version says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Yeah. All right. If we didn't have the context, and we've learned the importance of context, right? Yeah. What does it say around? What's the whole letter about? What's this section about? Context is crucial. Yeah. But if we didn't have any context, what lesson might we draw just from these words? Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. What lesson might we draw, Jason? That our strength should be in God and not in ourselves. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, without thinking about any other cosmic war, we would say trust in the Lord's strength for you and not mm -hmm. your own. Anyone yeah. want to add to that? Haiti, what do you think? He's writing here saying, finally, by the way, someone said in a previous study, therefore, mm -hmm. well, what's it there for? Well, let's mm -hmm. look at the context. Well, finally, so it's in the context of this whole letter. Why do you think as he's closing, he says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might? I was thinking of the exact same thing that Jason said, that we should um, turn to the Lord as our source of strength and not rely on ourselves. As human beings, we, we like to be in control and unfortunately, the reality of this world is that most things are actually not in our control. Mm -hmm. Physical things mm -hmm. and definitely spiritual things. Mm -hmm. So regardless of what the issue is that we're facing in our mm -hmm. lives, our strength comes from the Lord. And then especially in the context of what he's calling us to do, to be faithful to the Lord, to live differently then that cannot come from ourselves. That can yeah. only come from the Lord. Amen. And now I want to look at the context, and I'm going to ask mm. Gladys to read the next verse, because remember, uh, words are not isolated from one another. You're right, Jason, we shouldn't just trust in ourselves, but there's 
There's another reason, isn't there? Yes. Gladys, would you read chapter 6 of Ephesians, verse 11? Yes, and I'm reading from the New International Version, and it says, Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So a new element is introduced, Travis. Uh, mm -hmm. By the way, there's lots of people, aren't they? They don't believe that the devil exists. So is, uh, is Paul just referring to a mythological creature, mm -hmm. or is he speaking about a real enemy that, that we really need to stand strong in the Lord? Derek, he's speaking about a real enemy. The battle is real. And mm -hmm. I just want to make a point. I just feel like I have to make a point because our lesson is a, the call to stand. The reason that God has called us to stand is because, as listed in Revelation 15 too, one day he wants us to stand in victory with him. So this is a just for today to stand, but it's a journey because one day he wants us to have victory and stand on the sea of glass with, Amen. with him. All right, so uh, it's, it's not just standing for an assignment, mm -hmm. but it's because he wants to spend eternity with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. this, uh, this being, mm -hmm. Satan, uh, right, is introduced here, the opposer, yeah. mm -hmm. Satanas. Um, where else do we learn about him? He's mentioned even in the book of Revelation, isn't mm -hmm. he, Jackson? Would you take us there to Revelation I think you'll find it in chapter 12. Yeah. He's also identified as having other names and characteristics. Mm -hmm. So let's take a look in Revelation 12, beginning with verse 7. Now I'm praying, and I encourage you to pray as we study, because someone is thinking, I don't even believe that Satan exists. I mean, that's just like a little mythological creature. But let's see what the Bible says. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in the heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. All right, we've got several names. He, in the passage we're studying in Ephesians, he's referred to as the devil. Mm -hmm. What other names is he given uh, in this passage, Jonathan? Oh, I see deceiver of the world. Deceiver, right? The great dragon. The great dragon. We'll mm -hmm. see the dragon in other parts of Revelation. Anything else? Yes. The serpent of old. The serpent of old. Uh, where? 
Leah, where does that trig? What does that trigger in your mind? The serpent of old. I know you've read your Bible. What does that take us back to? Serpent of old is um, is a reference to the beginning of of the of Earth's existence in the Garden of Eden. The devil um, came to Eve as a serpent, and you know nowadays we think of serpents as kind of like slithery, slimy, like ew kind of things. It makes us makes us feel icky because that that was how the world was deceived was the devil came to us in that way so rightfully so it gives us kind of doesn't have a good connotation to it all right uh so that makes a good point Uh, leah makes a good point it wasn't a snake that deceived eve (laughs) it was the devil satan the deceiver the great dragon whatever name you want to call him so (laughs) The next question that people may ask, and I'm remembering someone called me when I was a young pastor and said, we're having some evil activity in our dormitory. Would you come and and, and pray? And I said, well, you're the chaplain. And he said, yes, but we don't believe that the devil exists. (laughs) So if you don't believe that there are real forces of darkness, how do you fight against them, right? Yeah. But the scripture does tell us, and I know many of you have read, but I'm going to ask Nancy if you would take us to one of two key passages. If you take us to Isaiah chapter 14, because this being called the devil, Satan, the great dragon, the old serpent, the deceiver, Jesus calls him the murderer from the beginning Mm -hmm. and the father of lies. There's many titles. what was his origin? He, he will discover he's a created being. Nancy, the prophet Isaiah is writing to us. What does he say? In chapter 14, verses 12 through 15, I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. You who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. He's got another name, or should I say he had another name? Shana, what was his other name, his original name? His original name was Lucifer. And does anybody know what Lucifer means? Jonathan? My version says Day Star. Day Star. And uh, where was he? Heaven. (laughs) Heaven, yeah. He was close enough to the throne of God Mm -hmm. that he wanted to usurp that position. Mm -hmm. Now, another prophet, about 150 years after Isaiah, by the name of Ezekiel, he also gave us a revelation about this rebellious angel. And I'm going to ask Haiti if you would read for us from Ezekiel 28, verses 13 to 15. Ezekiel the prophet was a contemporary of another very well-known prophet, Daniel, and another well-known prophet, Jeremiah, back in Jerusalem. And Ezekiel... He has a revelation about this angel. And what, what are we reading in Ezekiel 28? 
I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and it says, You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Stephanie, mm. there are so many revelations there. I'm so thankful for the Bible, aren't you? Yes. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is, what's the next word, do you remember? Profitable. It's profitable, profitable, isn't it? Because this gives us a revelation about this angel. What, what are some things you see there? He was beautiful. Beautiful, all right. Someone else, Gladys? Well, he says that... The... One thing, give me one thing. <laughs> He said that, that he was in the holy mountain of God. Okay, so he's right in the epicenter mm -hmm. of God's kingdom. Shana? He was perfect. He was perfect. Yeah. Nancy? That's what I was going to say. He was perfect in all his ways. Uh, and that's Key word. Too. Perfect in all his ways since the day he you was created. created. So he's a created being. Mm -hmm. Leah, what else hits you as you look at this story? So God did not create a devil. No. Right? Correct. He was perfect right. till iniquity was found in him. Leah, what else do you see there? I'm seeing that it says he was a guardian cherub, so he was someone who had a lot of authority um, within the kingdom of God. Now, we don't know for sure, but let me just remind us from the sanctuary mm -hmm. that in the most holy place yeah. where this mercy seat was, mm -hmm. where the Shekinah glory was revealed, the presence of God, mm -hmm. there were two angels, yeah. right? I see Nancy making a shape with her hands, covering the mercy seat. Yeah. They were the covering cherubim. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that Lucifer was that close to the throne of God? Mm -hmm. A covering cherub. Mm -hmm. yeah, we don't know for sure, but, but he was close to the epicenter of God's glory, mm -hmm. so much so that in his heart he began to say, why can I not sit on the throne? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here's this uh, rebellious angel. We read about war in heaven, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Satan is cast out, but he's not cast out alone, is he? Mm -hmm. Let's continue in Ephesians chapter 6. Travis, mm -hmm. if you could read for us in Ephesians 6 verse 12. I'm so thankful for this section of Paul's letter to Christians in Ephesus. Not only saying, stand firm, don't trust in your own strength because the battle is very intense. Yeah. But let's look, Travis, at uh, how Paul continues in chapter 6, verse 12 of Ephesians. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. What, what do you hear as he lists these different descriptions? Anybody? Yes, Jason. There's a lot of organization and power there. This is not just a little weak demonic force. Mm -hmm. and, and actually, 
Yeah, uh, the the implication there is it's more than one. Mm-hmm. Yes, because it's powers, mm-hmm. right? Powers. Yeah. If we were to go to Revelation twelve verse four, we would see that this dragon, which is one of the terms for Satan, Satan. he takes a third of the stars yeah. with his tail, mm-hmm. with his lies. Right? Mm-hmm. He takes a third of the stars with him. Uh, how many angels were there? <laughs> Lalika, do you know the number? Uh, a third? I don't know. No. It says a third. The correct answer is there are a lot of angels, yeah. right? 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. So whatever that amazing number, myriad of angels, mm-hmm. to take a third in the rebellion, mm-hmm. that's a significant force. How, it's a mystery, I know, but how... Could, could this angel, once called Daystar, Lucifer, mm-hmm. now called the deceiver, the opposer, the accuser, the murderer, how could he take a third of the angelic host with him? Jackson? As it was pointed out earlier, he was beautiful and he was wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says he was full of wisdom and he was right in God's presence. So all these qualifications uh, made angels admire him. So they fixed their eyes upon Lucifer instead of the creator. So they were easily deceived. Mm. I don't know if I agree with you, Jackson. (laughs) I don't know if I agree they were easily deceived. Mm -hmm. I I think this was a real struggle Mm -hmm. because we're in heaven. Mm. It's perfect there. But I agree with you. Would you agree with Jackson that he was beautiful, yeah. high-ranking, mm-hmm. influence, respected, wise, mm-hmm. wise? But but he's got to do something. And Je- Jesus talks about this, doesn't he, Jason? And and let me take Nancy first. Jesus talks about this, not only calling him a murderer from the beginning, but the father of lies, a liar, and the father of lies. Thank you, Nancy. Also. Pastor Derek, I have to say, I think those angels weren't connected enough to God. If they had run to him and said, look what's, you know, he's saying these things and just stood and listened to him. What what we're called to do when we're attacked is to come to Jesus. So I want to come back to, and I'll come to Jason, uh, to what Jackson said. Jackson, uh, I don't want to be overly hard when you said it was easy, uh, do we know how long this work of deception went on? No. We don't know. No. It, it could have been a long, long time. Careful, shrewd, planting seeds, which will later sprout into doubt. Mm-hmm. Maybe at some point it becomes easier for them, right, to rebel. Jason? So verse 11 in my uh, translation says wiles of the devil and there's others. So wiles, deceptions. The, the word wiles means that it's very intricate. It, it makes me think of political legal. I'm a lawyer, so very <laughs> intricate arguments that are very closely built. And so the devil, he doesn't just, you know, throw something out. He's very intricate in how he communicates deceptively. Mm-hmm. The, the Greek word used there, we get the English word schemes, mm-hmm. scheming. But it's not just scheming like I'm trying to find out how I can afford a new bicycle. It's, it's scheming for evil intention. Mm-hmm. It's, yes. it's lying and deception. Jonathan? 
And I think we can safely uh, assume that the devil probably did it in a way, I mean, certainly in Scripture, you have plenty of examples of him doing it in a way that it seems good. Mm. It seems like he's he's doing something for the good of, mm. of the angels or whatever. And so you, you look at the picture and it's like, oh, well, um, I don't, I, it's hard to see immediately what the problem is. Yeah. If he came and said, let's rebel against God, became become totally corrupt and eventually destroyed in the lake of fire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many sign me up, right? But the deception of saying we'll be like God and God is actually the one who's bad. Deception. Now, the word wrestle, I don't know what you have in your Bible there. We wrestle not uh, in verse... 12. 12. 12. Anyone else have another word besides wrestle? Mine says struggle. Struggle. Anybody else? The word that's used there implies close quarter combat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, I think I might hit them. It's like right up. We have an expression in English, in your face. Mm -hmm. What, What is that? How does that make you feel as you think about that Mm. combat? Woe to the earth and the inhabitants. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. devil has come down Mm -hmm. to you Mm -hmm. with great wrath, knowing that his time is is short. In your face, how does that make you feel? Like I have to cling to Jesus. Oh, praise God. The the answer of a person who doesn't know the freedom, healing, and hope in Jesus is it makes me feel terrified terrified because this is a supernatural being, not eternal, created, but supernatural above the natural realm, right? Mm -hmm. It makes me feel terrified would be a human response. (laughs) Thank you, Nancy, for saying (laughs) it makes me want to run to Jesus because, because this is a formidable foe, Stephanie. And that that makes me think that that's why it's there, is for us to realize that really we do need to put on the armor of God that we may be able to stand. Mm. Have any of you, and I'm looking at our remotes too and in the studio, have any of you read the book of Job? Some consider it the oldest book in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Anybody read the book of Job? Okay, Mm -hmm. I see several hands that go up. Travis, I see your hand. Um, What is revealed in the book of Job about the character of Satan? Satan is mentioned in the book of Job. What is revealed in the book of Job about Satan's character? Derek, um, Job, first off, tries to get God to do bad things to Job. And God says, I'm not going to do that, but I will allow you to do so many things. And and he um, he loses servants, he loses livestock, he loses his family. Um, through uh, fire and wind and robbers and all kinds of, of different, um, like just chaos. And Satan brings all this on Job. Of course, we, we have Job standing strong in his faith in God, but, but he's doing all this. And, and while he's doing this to him, he's trying to get Job to think that God is the one that's doing it. Mm-hmm. So we see him here, not only hurting Job, hurting his family, hurting people and destroying animals and and things, 
but then trying to put the blame all on God. He's Mm. fully exposed in the story. Mm, Mm. Absolutely. Uh, In fact, some of the witnesses of this chaos, and while God does permit, He permits knowing that Job will stand true Mm. and be a witness through all generations. You're right, Travis, that that, uh, Satan tries to place the blame on God. And some of the witnesses even believe that. Can you remember what some said? The fire of God God came down and consumed, I think that was the shepherd, someone will look it up, and all their sheep, and he loses all of his different uh, servants, and then all of his children Mm -hmm. are destroyed when a building they're in collapses, a great wind came. It's interesting, a lot of times, even insurance agents say, that was an act of God. Act of God. And the book saying, no, that wasn't God at all. That was the enemy who was attacking. But Travis, I appreciate what you said. Uh, any other insights from anyone about Job? Uh, Jackson. So we can see uh, Satan uh, accusing Job that Job is doing all good with, with God just because God uh, is very... Uh, showing favoritism to Job, that he is giving him all the blessings. And one of the important characteristics of Satan is he accuses the brethren. Mm. Mm. Yeah, in fact, Diabolos uh, means the accuser, doesn't it, Mm -hmm. Uh, Nancy? It it starts by saying God asks Job where he's been, and he's, uh, not Job, Uh, Satan. (laughs) Satan. And he says he's been walking, uh, you know, To to and fro on the earth. So he is... This is just emphasizing what we're saying, which is that he is honest. He's he's just attacking. He's looking to see what little hole he can find and then to bring us down. And, and, and Nancy makes a good point because he's not walking to and fro sightseeing. <laughs> uh, if we read in Peter's revelation, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. devour. He's a killer. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's trying to crush people and... Uh, that this he claims as his territory, Gladys. Yeah, he also uses his wife mm-hmm. to say, "Curse Job's God, wife? Job's wife, to yeah. curse God and die." I know his we're kind friends. of hard on Job's wife. I, I want to come to her <laughs> aid just a little. I think she was really depressed. She'd lost yeah. all of her children. You know, can you imagine losing a child? Yeah. Nancy, you have children losing a child. Can you ma- imagine losing all of them in one day? Mm. Uh, so I give her. A, I understand. She's saying maybe we should just die. Yeah. But but. Job didn't leave his wife, no. right? He stayed with her. And that was also a revelation mm-hmm. that he was a man of God, right? Yeah. Jason. And as Gladys added there, his friends as well with some questions about who God is and Job's mm-hmm. integrity. Mm. So Those were not good friends. No, I don't know. <laughs> Haiti, I see your hand raised. Well, there's a passage somewhere that says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm, I don't Jesus. remember where it is, but I'm sure that one of one it's of the team members. It's in John chapter ten and verse ten. Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> but here I uh, I see that this is proof of all of that that he oh. comes to kill, steal, and destroy, mm. and that his intention for us is just destruction and pain. And the exact opposite of what God desires for us, which is love, protection, safety, and to uplift us. He wants the opposite. 
So let's talk about today. First, about schemes、mm-hmm. that Satan is using today. Maybe they're the same schemes he's used all along. He's perfected these schemes,、uh, and then times that you have felt like you came under the attack of evil forces. First, some schemes. You think his game plan has changed at all, Shana? No, it it definitely hasn't changed, but. Um, because society changes, his methods change and adapt to society. So something that I can think of today is using technology as a means of implementing his schemes and deceiving people、mm. on even much more of a wide scale now because that technology reaches so much more people. So maybe the delivery systems、yeah. change, but the schemes are pretty much the same,、yeah. which is. To question God, yeah. Yeah. to make God look like evil, and and make us want to be in the place of God, Jonathan. Yeah, on that point, I think the, one of the main issues really is. I mean, it's not just that the devil's out to. Yes, he's out to kill and destroy, but there's a reason for it. It's、mm-hmm. not just because. Okay, I'm going to just go kill as many as people. He is in a great controversy against God. To Demonstrate that God's law is not righteous, that God's ways are not righteous, and that God's people are are not、uh, who the, who God claims they are.、Mm. And so, it, when He interacts in our lives, it's 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 on that borders. It's it's trying to separate us and, and divide us between us and our God.、Mm. So, Lilika, I want to ask you a question: If if Satan was trying to inflict the greatest pain on you possible. What might he try to do to you? Especially my my health, but、uh, those who I love as well. Okay,、mm-hmm. so you relate to Job's trials,、mm-hmm. attacking those you love,、yeah. taking away your health,、yeah. not because you were living carelessly, but you were living a healthy life, and something unexplainable happened to you.、Mm-hmm. Anybody else? How how would I'm thinking? I'm thinking along Lalika's lines.、Uh, Attacking Travis,、uh, what would hurt you the most? You're a big, strong man. You could pick me up and carry me over your shoulder. But the enemy looks and says,、uh, "How could I inflict pain on Travis? Not only to hurt him, but to hurt God." I think Derek,、um, he has. I mean, in the past, tried to do things, and I think if, if you'll permit me to share just a short testimony、sure. about that. It is in relationships,、um, especially that with my wife. And I remember years ago、uh, that we were struggling through a hard time in our life. And I think she'll be okay with me sharing this. But I remember calling you, not to tell you how bad my wife is, but just to share struggles. And you shared with me Ephesians six twelve. And I have to tell you that that verse changed not only my life but my marriage and how I how I look at people, because. Um, I realized then that you told me. I remember you told me this. You said, "Remember that your wife is not the enemy,"、mm. and it's just really changed. But but Satan used、um, Satan used that a relationship between me and my wife to bring you know sadness and sorrow and, and praise God. God has、uh, healed that, and now I just look at people, my wife, relationships so much different because of that. Thank you for sharing that. That's、Amen. really powerful. Someone, maybe you're saying, Derek, I need to hear that because the attacks could come in different forms, right?、Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different ways. Well,、yeah. if we stopped here, 
you'd say, I'm depressed, <laughs> but I've got good news. We, we're going to start studying about supernatural protection. Amen. And then in our next study, we're going to study more detail about what's called the armor of God. That supernatural protection, not trusting in our own strength, yes. but trusting in the strength of the Lord. Amen. But by way of introduction, let's go back and, and look at verse 10 again. And uh, Shane, if you could read Ephesians 6.10 again, um, what's the appeal? And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So whatever we learn in the verses that follow, he tells us right at the beginning of this section, you will find your strength that you need mm. in the Lord. In the Lord. Yep. Are you with me? Yeah. So whatever else you're thinking, you know, you can study Kung Fu and Taekwondo <laughs> and Karate, but that's not going to help in uh, fighting against spiritual powers. Yeah. That's right. Leah, take us, if you would, to another passage in 2 Corinthians 10. Uh, this is a lesser known passage than uh, the one we're going to be studying in Ephesians 6. So even in Ephesians, many people don't know about the armor of God. They don't know, as Satan complained in Job's story, have you not put a hedge about him? And when the hedge is taken away, when God gives permission, taking the hedge away, chaos, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. But let's listen, uh, Leah, to the same author under the guidance of the Spirit, the Apostle Paul, writing to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 to 5. This is what we should not do. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5 reads, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Mm. You know, I've given a lot of thought, thank you, Leah, to that passage. Uh, it sounds like the, uh, the enemy may be external, but may also be internal. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, well, I need to bring my thoughts even into to captivity, captivity to yeah. obedience to Christ. Jonathan? Yeah, I, I, I really like this verse. I think um, it often is one of the clearest explanations of this, this battle that goes on, these struggles, these invisible struggles, is that often it really is about um, distortion of truth, of, of lies, of um, inflating of our, our own hearts, etc., but uh, tearing down the things of God and, and setting up these destroying arguments and things that set themselves up against the truth. And so, Which is exactly what the deceiver does, right? Great. Uh, I think it goes back to, to what he used Gladys. in the Garden of Eden. Hmm. You know, he's just saying, is it really true that God said this? Did God really say? Hmm. It's the same truth. So he's saying, we have to hold our thoughts captive, really trusting in what God and who God is. So mm -hmm. he's using the same methods uh, even today. Mm -hmm. Stephanie, I'm going to have you read an overview. I know we're going to study this in much greater detail in our next program, but I'm going to just have you give us an overview in Ephesians 6, verses 13 to 17. 
about what is called the armor or the panoply, the panoply, the covering that God offers. We'll look at the details, but what I want us to notice as you read is uh, a couple of verbs there, uh, which are very crucial when we're talking about supernatural protection. Thank you, Stephanie. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now I want us in our future study to go on to verse 18, because we need to pray as well as have this supernatural protection. But what, what verbs did you see there? And it's also found in verse 11 that are really important. Uh, yes, Nancy. It makes me think, all this talk about armor, it makes me think of David when he went up against Goliath, because he was completely dependent on God. Mm -hmm. um, Goliath was you know, attacking God's people. And David said, I'm depending on him. And of course he knocked him down. And then contrast that with later in David's life where he was tempted with Bathsheba. And again, something that Satan does then and now always is distraction. David had come from battle. He was fighting so many battles. He comes home to just kind of relax a little bit. He gets distracted and he falls. Mm -hmm. At that moment, I don't think he had his armor on. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though he didn't, in the earlier battle with Goliath, even though he didn't have Saul's armor on, he had his armor. Yes, he had right. it trusting in God, but he did pick up his sling and he picked up five little stones, right? And he only needed one because he'd been practicing, but the Lord was with him in that. But I want to come back to those verbs that are there. Uh, Shana? Yeah, so, I mean, it's two words, but put on. Put on? So, so there's a, yeah. There's several times. Put on the helmet. Yeah. Put on. Stand. Stand. Mm -hmm. Take up. Take up. So there's this idea of active participation. Yeah. Now, like I said, we'll look at some of the details again uh, when we study this in our next program. But we have to choose to accept mm -hmm. the protection that only God can provide. Amen. Now, I'd like to look at another passage, Haiti, in Romans chapter 13. Who wrote the letter to the Romans? Same oh, author, right? Paul. The Apostle yeah. Paul, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. He speaks about armor here. Listen carefully as Haiti reads. Do you see any comparisons or maybe any additions that would be helpful for us as we talk about how to stand firm against this ferocious enemy that's literally wanting hand-to-hand -hand combat with us. Haiti? Mm. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Romans 13, 11 through 14. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. 
Let us walk properly, as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Thank you. Any, any new insights that you see in this letter uh, written to the Romans, Stephanie? Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. That's interesting because in Ephesians, this panoply is called the armor of God. God. Armor of God. And in Romans, it's called the armor of light. 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 And by the way, who's the light of the world? Jesus. Jesus. So Stephanie's saying, clothing ourselves with the Lord Jesus. We are standing so close to Jesus Mm -hmm. that his light covers us. What else did you see in the Romans passage that maybe was missing in Ephesians, Shana? There's also instruction on how to walk, to walk properly properly as in the day and not in revelry and drunkenness. That's that's an interesting point. Um, And Travis, I'll come to your point in just a minute. One says stand firm, which we understand, don't run away. (laughs) But but this one actually says walk, move forward. Mm -hmm. Can you stand firm and move forward at the same time? I think so. You can, in all of your steps, saying, I'm standing firm in the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, You're definitely not running away, right, Travis? You know, Derek, I'm not coming to Jackson's defense in a previous comment. I'm (laughs) sitting here listening to the study and listening to how important it is to take on the whole armor of God. Um, I realized that without God, the Bible says in John 15, 5, that without me, you can do nothing. Without God, trusting in ourselves, it is easy for Satan to deceive us. And I think that point is so important because if we think, well, without God, we might get there. No, that's not the case. We won't get there. We need Jesus. And without him, it will be easy for Satan to deceive us. And I think that that's a really important thing because then we won't trust in ourselves. I am going to withdraw my comment to Jackson. (laughs) Uh, Let's just say at least until he had convinced them through lies, through deception, to step back from their stronghold on God, it was not easy. But once they let go, Mm -hmm. because... He's the master of deception. Satan is the master of deception, the father of lies, right? Let's talk about our own lives because people say, well, that was back then. But we recognize from prophecy that Satan intensifies his attacks because he knows his time is short short because Jesus is coming. There will be a final dealing with sin. Revelation says eventually the devil and his angels are cast into the lake of fire. So there is a final destruction of the rebellion. But uh, talk to me now about an awareness of how God covered you. Amen. You're under attack. You feel that attack. Some of you may have grown up in families where there was attack going on. And uh, you just knew that you were covered whether we call it the armor of God or the panoply of God or the hedge. I see a couple of hands raised. And you're like, oh, thank you, God. I feel like there's darkness attacking, but you've covered me. And our prayer is that Hope Sabbath School members would ask, could God do that for me too? And what's the answer? Yes. Yes. Oh, Lord, cover me in this great battle. Gladys? 
Well, for me, I think that um, the covering has been more of my mind because I was born and raised in, in a Christian home. And mm. I believe, I thought I believed that God will have a hedge around you and you will, nothing will go wrong. Mm. But when things start going wrong, your health is failing. You're going through all these trials. Satan just tries to work in your mind mm. saying, you know, God is not really protecting you. You must be doing something wrong. Maybe you're not uh, under his care anymore. You know, so he put all these doubts in your mind. Mm. So for me, like it says in Romans 12 too, you know, the renewing of my mind to just hold captive every single thought that the devil just tried to make me believe that God is not protecting me, that he's not guiding me, that he has forsaken me. Some of those insinuations you mentioned were the very comments that Job's so-called yeah. friends, friends gave. Well, yeah. obviously you must have done something wrong yeah. when the answer is no, actually I'm the one that's causing all of this evil on you. No, yeah. he won't tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he's a father of lies. Because he's a liar yeah. and he's yeah. trying to pull you away from yeah. God. Mm -hmm. Haiti. Yeah. Well, when I was a little girl, um, there was this one day when I woke up and it was the weekend and my parents, it was a one day of the week that they would sleep in. And my brother and I would get ourselves like a bowl of cereal until they woke up. And then, you know, we'd go about our day. And that day from the moment that I woke up, I just felt fear, but there wasn't any reason to be afraid. Nothing had happened for me to be afraid, but I just felt afraid and terrified. And it continued growing and growing and, I was in the kitchen with my brother and he had gotten his cereal and, and left the room. I remember asking him not to leave, but he, he did. And um, I was grabbing myself, uh, after grabbing my little cereal bowl, a, a cup of water. And I heard a noise to my right and no one was in the kitchen and it was coming from the kitchen. And I looked over and a bean actually jumped out from behind a counter, a shadow. It was the shape of a person, but there was no person. Um, and they screamed and yelled at me. And I obviously started screaming as well. And um, a second later, they were gone. And I don't know why I didn't wake up my parents. I waited till they woke up. But when I they woke up, I went and I told them what had happened and they um, believe me. And my Praise mother God. said that she had seen the same thing mm. in my room two times on days when she was home alone. Mm. And my father grabbed a Bible and went throughout the entire house yeah. and all, every member of our family was present and he would read the word of God out loud because the word of God is God's voice. Mm. And I never saw that thing again. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So God defeated that. And for years, I, I would question sometimes the existence of God, but then I would say, no, 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 God exists because I've seen, you know, I know that there is a spiritual world. But yet, many years later, as, as you guys know, I've shared sometimes, because of pain and suffering that I didn't understand in the world, I, uh, the enemy made me then attack me in a different way and attacked my logic and reasoning and said, well, there's a spiritual world, but there isn't necessarily this all loving God, uh, but praise God for his mercy and compassion through his word. He brought me out of that. Um, 
so the enemy, I think, like just continues to tweak his strategies based on where you are in your stage of life. Mm. Amen. And he'll attack you in different ways. But mm-hmm. praise God that God is more powerful. Amen. I want to just thank uh, God and also thank Heidi, Haiti for sharing that story. Uh, because someone watching, maybe you watching and you're saying, the dark man visited my home. Mm-hmm. And I felt that same presence of evil. Yeah. And, and I'm impressed yeah. to offer a special resource to you today. We have a gift for the series, remember Acts of the Apostles, but I'm going to put another gift uh, for today's program and the next program, which deal with the armor of God. That same tab, free gift tab, it's a book called Radical Protection. Because mm. some of you might be saying, Derek, uh, I, I need help. I, mm. I, I need to understand more about the battle. Well, join us next time because in the next study we'll talk more about that panoply of God, that protection of God. But you heard Haiti's testimony and you say, I, 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 need, I, need, I need to really embrace God's supernatural protection. Go to our website right now after the program, hopetv.org slash hopess. And in addition to that resource, when you click the free gift tab, in addition to Acts of the Apostles, look for that resource, Radical Protection. I want to pray for you and your family right now. Father in heaven, I want to thank you that while the battle is real, that you are the strong deliverer. I thank you that we can be strong in the Lord and stand firm. May we find our strength and our peace in you. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. It was a serious topic. You say, Derek, I felt the battle. It's real. I want to encourage you to keep learning more, not from the Internet, but from the Word of God, where your strength is found. Be strong in the Lord, and then go out, my friend, and be a blessing to those around you.